Dog It Club is a podcast about three friends quantifying their love for television via a spreadsheet. This show contains explicit language and is not safe for little ears. And there is a perpetual spoiler alert in effect. This is, uh, we're gonna keep this intro real low-key. Real low-key. Cause, uh, we hit a pitch with this episode. This is real weird content. We're yelling and screaming. It's Twin uh, Peaks time. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the weirdest shit. 1990s <laughs> horror, David Lynch horror drama. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Should have never been on the starring, air, folks. Starring Comic Con. I don't say never. Well, it's a miracle it was on TV. Mir- there you go. Yeah. Miracle, miracle it was on network, was te- network, network television. television. Network. If you know anything about Twin Peaks, a lot of people, even people that watched it, not aware it was on basic network TV. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> the show that ate itself with its own bizarre content. So, Ladies rate, and gentlemen, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your uh, preferred podcast provider. Twitter.com slash Dogger Club. Enjoy. Thanks. about the weirdest fucking show I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> Some might call it pretentious artsy bullshit. Hold on, the hook's coming. Oh, maybe not. No, there's, there's a lot of song. We're going to talk about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. I want to take a nap. Please, please, show, us, please show me a sawmill. We're right, it was a sawmill. Pie and coffee. Agent Cooper. So dramatic. Benjamin Horn. Big Ed Hurley. Sarah Palmer Donna Hayward James <laughs> James On and on Dude, it's, really it's not even halfway through the song <laughs> I love it what, what is the name of this theme? <laughs> Twin Peaks theme? Yeah, but it's by some lady, right? No, it's Angelo Badalamente. Oh, God, that was the 
Angelo. Shelley. Oh, Shelley. <laughs> Rest in peace, Miguel Ferrer. Okay, so we're talking about Twin Peaks, like Hawk. Evan said. Hawk. Yeah, this was a let, show. We thought we'd let the theme play, but it is real fucking long. I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I'm gonna let it play. Let it play the. Uh, so this was a, a show by David Lynch and Mark Frost. Namely, we all know David Lynch is some weird films behind him, like uh, Mulholland Drive. Uh, you know, He's weird guy. Just uh, Eraser Head. Hey, Coop. Elephant Man. It's Trip. me, Gordon Cole. <laughs> Lost. Hello Highway. there, Coop. You're gonna have to speak up. I chose this hearing aid gimmick for this character because I don't fashion myself much of an actor, so if I have to yell through all my scenes, it makes it weird, so you don't notice that I'm not a good actor. <laughs> Pretty much right it's, on target. It's, it's, it's me, David Lynch. I'm playing deputy director Gordon Cole. Coop? Coop? <laughs> like, I mean... Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. The, 1990, guys. Yeah. This was on... I want to just clarify something. This is a weird-ass show. And this is a show that has some intense scenes, some claustrophobic camera work. This was on ABC in 1990. And if anybody is listening that hasn't watched a show... It's, it's you would have to watch it to understand of, what a big deal that is that this was on network television. Yeah. They it describe does not it belong. as horror or drama, but it's like it's it's David Lynch's weird send up of the of the of the soap opera genre. Yes. You know, and it, uh, that's and it, fair. And it starts off very procedurally soap opera kind of, or, or or not even soap opera, Mystery. but one of those 80 late 80s, you know, 80s early 90s like Northern Exposure. Too funny. Like more like it's hard to pinpoint what uh-huh. I know. Drama, what you're, I know like what you're trying TV, to. TV, very serious yes. TV drama based around you know this. This show's based on the, the at least the, the first two seasons, the the mill, the sawmill, right, and the family that owns the sawmill, and all the established players, and then a girl is dead, and then it leads to like crazy demon stuff and like real weird avant garde. Stuff that now people describe as Lynchian, when stuff's like intentionally very obtuse and strange and odd in a, you know, whatever. And let's not kid ourselves. If you haven't ever watched David Lynch, you probably haven't seen anything quite it's just as in, weird it, on television. Intentionally strange. It It's a show that was so weird and different and and was, you know, shit happening for... I mean, what? I don't want to say twin- no reason because everything kind of has a reason. But it's one of those shows where, well, you have to read between the lines and read behind what's happening and all symbolism, and symbolism, and whatever. And well, there's not supposed to be an answer. There is no payoff. That is, it's that's it. Ah, you know, like right. that. Like I'm not spoiling anything by saying <laughs> no. That you're the, not that the new season. It's the same. You end. Same it, thing. it just ends with ah, and you're just going uh, what? <laughs> like it, there's it's. It's not a show that builds characters and then delivers and pays off on some story. No, it just goes. It's 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 jazz. It's experimental jazz. Starting off real boot and do do boot do, and you're like, oh, this is kind of normal. And then by like minute thirteen, you're going, it's just screeching and and you're going, what is 
Is this still music? That's Twin Peaks. Like, it starts off, you're like, okay, murder, murder girl. Murder mystery. Going, yeah. It's a murder mystery. Cool. All right. Awesome. Cool, weird characters. Got some cops. What the, wait, some what the fuck was that? Emotions. What happened? Yeah, Where'd that guy go? Why'd he disappear in those trees? What's that stuff? Why is he there? What? Is that a midget? Oh, my God. There's a giant. Ah, what? Ah. Why is that lady carrying a log? The least weird thing in the show. <laughs> By the way, the show is canceled uh, after yeah, season it, it, two because of the reasons Evan cited just now, weird. it was a very weird show. Yeah. And it declining ratings led to its cancellation after its second season in 1991. Nevertheless, as Wiki has told me, it gained a cult following, which we all know. Yep. And uh, there it's was been even... referenced in everything. Like, it references to Twin Peaks... In this every sh- like the twin, you know the Simpsons, you know. In right. subsequent years, Twin Peaks has often been listed amongst the greatest television shows ever made. It was and just that's too not ambitious a for the time. It was, it was way ahead of so its time. ahead of its time, like at least fifteen to twenty years ahead of its time. Yes. If it had come out, you know, like, if that show had come out right now, as is, it still would be like. What? what is this? This is fucking weird. He almost had to, innov- I guess it's I think it's innovative. <laughs> the I limits <laughs> the limits of television that of you know the fact it was a network show I think made obviously made the first two seasons better. The new season it's on it was brought back on Showtime. Uh-huh. And it's I mean you can tell they just went blank check here David Lynch do whatever the fuck you want. He got weirder. Well I mean it's it's so weird though it's 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 just you it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. The imagery that's happening in front of you, I don't know, but it's like... It's Lynch just being it's Lynch. It's just... Like... I can't describe it. Like, okay. And, but the whole... The, the gist is that... It, Laura! Okay. Yes, you have the murder of Laura Palmer that starts it all off, but it leads to, like, this, like... So in like American Indian, but also kind of alien other realm that you can like slip into and shit slips out of, and 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 they and this this spirit that they only refer to as Bob, like it, it got out of this this dark place and and it and it haunts people and makes them do things. Ugh, that's as good as I can do. Uh, it it's and a lot more other shit. <laughs> A lot of and a lot of that stuff happens in a way where you don't know what's happening when it happens. So you have to. It takes later on till you can yeah. put the pieces together of what, who Bob is, and that's, that's what all that honestly, means. That's like, it, that's the thing. And then there's other little dumb storylines just dealing with people in town that happen. You know, the lady that owns the diner and her and and the, they they and pull her, they pull out yeah. all the tropes, right? I mean, they're all there, right? It's it's on purpose, though. He Lynch did yeah. it on purpose to make like, it his if own. If you hear this music in the show, someone's crying. It's okay. Uh, um, local. So the the, 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 the main thrust of the story is local girl Laura Palmer, who's who you find out Laura! Is, is beloved ends up dead is you is found dead on a beach and. The first episode is hilariously everyone finding out and losing their minds over the fact that this girl's dead. And that you, music just keeps playing yeah, throughout the whole thing. Oh, oh, God. People just clutching at their breasts and crying at the sky. Oh, my God. So, 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 Laura Palmer's dead and the FBI is investigating and who shows up to investigate is the main character of the show, 
played by Kyle McLaughlin, uh, Agent Dale Cooper. I call Dale Cooper the anchor. He keeps you grounded, at least at first. You can relate to him. Yep. Not in the new season. No, and not even in the later season, not in later, earlier, and not, not in season two. I mean, right. he, he went off the reservation. <laughs> but season one, you feel, hey, Dale Cooper, he's getting a coffee. He's getting yeah. pie. He likes pie a lot. He likes sweets. He's, he likes coffee. Yeah. It's fun just Damn following him around. He feels he's it, always chipper and in a good tropes, mood. The and tropes, the tropes, like it's so. Best I can say, it's it's a fascinating <laughs> yeah, story that, that, that if you're looking for payoff, like a traditional show, don't watch Ruby. That's this, that's why I'm. A, there's going to be an addendum when I obviously this I have this rated really high because I loved it. We all do. It's, it's very weird and very. Uh, if you hear a weird noise, it's my dog rubbing around on the carpet. Um. It's just very avant-garde, very, I mean, hard to describe, obviously, very bizarre. It's a lot of real crazy crap and weird dialogue and weird characters wrapped around, at first, a very simple murder story that turns into a lot more than that. And you're watching these characters. That's it. And and, and you're not going to get a happy payoff. You're not necessarily going to get a sad payoff. But it just sort of, it happens. And it's very interesting to look at and consume. And a lot of it is really really fucking funny yeah like as dark and twisted and strange and fucked up as twin peaks is there are situations like if you have a little bit of an odd sense of humor this show's gonna make you laugh endlessly like uh benjamin horn the whole civil war scene <laughs> you gotta is wonder. probably my favorite thing one character goes completely apeshit crazy and like a lot of people builds, don't like that he builds like the it. entire civil war you got these little wonder, miniatures though. in his office and you just watch him but. lose his mind it's you gotta wonder great. who was laughing at it in 1990, if anyone. I bet it was a really good way to meet cool people. Like, oh, dude, you've watched Twin Peaks? Yeah, okay, we're gonna probably be friends. Because, <laughs> yeah. It's... Did you like it a lot? Oh, I loved it so much. Well, was... remember the part? Okay, well, we're friends. Come on. It was <laughs> so weird. But man, that's. Yeah. I bet. But no, what I would love is to have like hidden camera footage of just regular old Joes tuning in to something on ABC, like Twin Peaks. This looks like, and because at first, it just probably the first couple episodes hooked people because it was a murder mystery. Probably a lot of people that watch like Murder yeah. She Wrote and fucking Perry Mason, Perry Mason and shit, going, oh well, this seems interesting. And then I'm tr- <laughs> I want to go almost go back now and yeah. wa- wait for the first weird fucking thing to happen. And then them, them like getting the off the trip, boat. Because there's, okay, like they establish that there's these two sort of abstract places. There's the, there's the White Lodge and the Black Lodge. Right. We see inside the Black Lodge quite often, it's this red, represented by this red, these red curtains. The velvet room. So if you've ever, like, and let's see, oh, this is the thing with Twin Peaks. A lot of everybody that's watched it inevitably goes, oh, that's what that show, or that's that reference from that movie. Probably like, a reference, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of the, the red curtain, the black and white zigzag pattern on the on the floor, the a blue rose, the the little man in the, the red suit, the, the little dancing. the little like okay, so like they slip into this the the, the black lodge <laughs> and it's represented by these red curtains that just extend from off camera all the way down to this white and black zigzag floor. Sometimes there's chairs, sometimes there's not. Uh, there's other stuff in the new season. Whoa. The little man um, speaks, but there's like this little midget guy, and everyone in the red room, generally speaking speaks back like okay they they said their lines they had the actors like say the their dream sequence right they, they had the actors say their lines backwards then they ran the backwards lines forward 
to make it sound like that. That's yeah. how they did that. They yeah. had them. They had them say the word. Me, that, me and a friend used to do that using sound recorder on Windows. We'd like, okay, how is this pronounced backwards? And so we would like pronounce Beavis and Butthead backwards, and then play it in reverse. <laughs> like and, and then <laughs> that's the way it sounds. Yeah. Like Sivib would be Beavis. <laughs> It's yeah. it, but that and so everyone kind of talked like hey thank you for like it's insane. It you is show wondering what the hell's going on. Utterly insane. Like you, you you yeah. There's certain point. It's one of those shows where it's weird for the sake of being weird. It's it's off putting and odd. Yes. To, to intentionally so as much as it can be. Like I, I said, was, I was freaked out by those dream sequences. But yet, with the backwards talking, I but, was creeped out. But with all of this said, at the same time, we're talking the acting was good, it and was it was entertaining. It was a great mystery, like I like watching char- like cop characters unfold. Uh, can you yeah. get that bag away from her? Um, like a good cop story, kind of unfolding a mystery unfolding. I dig. I dug the way it 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 all the the. You got weird little glimpses of what's going on until kind of you start. It, it's it, it's a great show. It's a, a lot of mystery. Great, great music. Great a lot music. Of the characters good soundtrack. Had themes. The the music was used throughout the whole show. They didn't change music episode by episode. Well, okay, but it sets the mood and themes. character. Yeah. This was uh, was this Audrey. Donna Audrey? Yeah, Audrey's music. Every time Audrey Horn, which who's like the cute little sex pod daughter of the guy that owns the motel he's a, yeah, hotel at the hotel yeah they're kind of rich agent cooper and she <laughs> gets what she wants and she's <laughs> she's and she would be damn she would spy a lot yeah. so they would play the music she's kind of like, mysterious i like how you lynch always play. likes this sort of Jazzy. Almost jazzy fifties ish, late forties flavor. He entwines into the soundtrack. Yeah, David Lynch loves a good monologue. Like he loves people just talking. Like even if like you draw like the, in the new season episodes would always end at the Roadhouse, mm-hmm. and there'd always would be a legitimate musical performance. Like you're watching SNL, like uh, Trent Reznor and, and I heard about Eddie, that. Eddie Vedder, and it was I mean incredible. It was awesome. But it would always they would have like these little vignettes of people there, and they might be related to characters you know. They might not. They might be a daughter, or a son, or a cousin, or somebody. Uh, you see James once. He has, I mean, once or twice. Like it's very, it's weird. Yeah, but <laughs> it, you just he likes ha- he like he would cut in. You just all of a sudden it would, it would go from the story to just like two or three girls sitting at a bar and some guy hits on the girl and grabs at her and they yeah and then <laughs> then it cuts to like Trent Reznor up on the stage <laughs> and I'm just like That's what so just cute. happened who were they <laughs> like every show every episode of the new season the re- of, of of Twin Peaks made me go what just <laughs> this- <laughs> This music sounds like if you were watching a detective show back in the forties, and the the lady comes into the into the office. Yep, like she's got a problem. This is the music she'd be walking to. And it fits so well in so many spots in Twin Peaks. I just, yeah, the soundtrack it really important to the show of why it had the feel it did. It, but and the intensity of the crescendos with music and just out of the blue they scare you with the scene you know it could be zooming in on a box or yeah. it could be 
but a but guy popping out from uh, behind the couch. Whatever it is, they use the music very effectively as much to as scare the audience and set the mood. And as much as that main storyline is happening, like with the with the White Lodge, Black Lodge, all the mystery of what did what's going on, just a random weird story. Like you still continued kind of the friends of Laura, all sort of ex- you know like James and Donna and cousin of laura and and dr jacoby and but then you had like <laughs> nadine and and big big earl or big at what was his name ed big ed yes like nadine this one this this weird emotionally troubled lady like gets in an accident and she gets like super strange <laughs> forgets and she thinks she's like 15 or something in high school oh yeah it's like it has no bearing on the regular it's on the main so storyline at all but it's just so odd it's so <laughs> weird i mean y'all want to go to ratings uh i know i gave it a nine yeah it's it's our top t- it's our 10 10th show that we've all watched so it's number 10 in our top 10 uh but yeah evan you gave it a nine it's your number six show overall uh, it's just fast. Like I like I said, it's a fascinating show to watch. It's just strange and the ca- like. I like there's certain characters. I just it's, I love Dale Cooper. Like I, Kyle McLaughlin is is just so good. It's just this chipper. It's hard to describe. It's so hard to describe. Like, what do you like about Twin Peaks? I just like it. I like it so much. Yeah, it's weird as shit. It's the weirdest thing, and, and it's you, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And you've television. put it, you've put it above, you know, some other pretty good shows. Oh yeah, yeah. So Evan is it speaks very, is very it mine high. right now. No, he he redid it to mine. I mean, it, it's above Stranger Things and. Uh, Let me read what's above. Halting Gets Fire. Just to put it into context. Uh, above it, the only things above it are in order. It's always sunny. Battlestar Galactica, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, and Mad Men. Uh, the things right under it, Stranger Things, Halt and Catch Fire, the original series, Star Trek, Breaking Bad, Rick and Morty, The Wire, TNG. <laughs> uh, but then, and then you get There's the X-Files, and then it Rip. starts, like, that's, that's the, that's the top, man. That's the, that's the, it's right, it's right up there. Yeah. I like what I oh, like. What I can a... I say? Okay, so I gave Come it... Come on now. I think he's got it sorted for yeah. me. Uh, I have it 8.62 out of uh, 10. Got a note. Taylor always has a note. The weirdest show I've ever seen. It is freaky and weird. <laughs> it makes you feel right at home. Right at home. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me the weirdest show I've ever seen. It's free. When I say it, it makes me feel right at home and weird, there's so many characters. Right at home. There's so many characters there that are fun to just follow around. That you know, in but spite the, that's of the, all it becomes that the like, weirdness of everything, almost doesn't matter to an extent because Andy and Lucy Cooper's still gonna get coffee in the morning. Usually, uh, you're gonna, you know, you have different characters that it's. Hi, Lucy, it's me, Andy. <laughs> yeah, the, the Andy? police. I mean, okay, a show at an eight point six two for me is right below Breaking Bad, right above Parks and Rec, The Sopranos. I put this show way up there because it's your number ten show. It's, it's Parks and Rec colon The Sopranos. It's a, it's a, it's like shared universe. It's awesome. Oh, and now why is it not higher for me? And that would be briefly just saying season two 
Uh, specifically, probably after episode eight, I feel like there's some filler, there's some problems, objective problems with the episodes. They're not as interesting as the ones prior to it. Yeah. It weakens, in my opinion. But I, st- I still love this show, and it. I've watched it twice, I think, and I would yeah, intend to watch it again. I've watched it like two or three times. And I like, look at this, this music. <laughs> What is this? Is like in the when they go into that club or something? Is, yeah, it's called the Nightingale. I'm not sure exactly where. It, it was the used. first time they entered the place the you ro- were talking the ro- about. The Rodos. There was yeah. always somebody weird before. This was so, like, the it's first this girl that performed Tiny little there. town, and they've got like it's just this place <laughs> called the Roadhouse, and there's these everybody that plays there's like like Taylor Bjork, almost like Bjork, water everywhere. Bjork level weird <laughs> artists, like some lady dressed all in white with a blindfold on, like standing on her head, just. And it's this like greasy spoon bar, like that with lumberjacks no at it. Yeah, it makes zero sense. The whole town makes who zero would be sense. Go- who would be singing like that at a bar like that? That makes no sense. <laughs> hey Biff, the melodic tones of that weird little angel girl on the stage sure is intoxicating. <laughs> exactly. I just came in from chopping wood out in the forest. <laughs> Oh, Justin, what about you? What do you got? I gave it an 8.55. It's actually a lot lower for me than you guys, but just this conversation and the fact that I want to rewatch it again uh, is making me think it's going to go up. I'm not sure where at this point. If we haven't stressed enough by just the disparate things we've talked about in relation to the show, the show makes no sense. (laughs) It doesn't. It makes no sense. No, people sense. spend a lot of energy trying, trying to make it to make, it make, make sense. sense. And, and and but it, if you like, if it's a show where you like to read fan theories about why is that a thing? Who's, who's oh, that guy? Oh, there's so there's so why much out there. People have like painted in the cut, like painted in the. There's a wiki developed uh, just all about it. People they have everything fast. defined and, and there. And the new season has only added more layers to the weird mytho, unexplained mythos, and of the, you know this. I, th- I think Strain, for me, you know. it's lower. I mean, it's not much lower than your rating, Taylor, but it's lower on my list of overall shows because when I watched it, I I, I, I had trouble getting it because I don't have that kind of weird sense of humor as much as you guys and some people. I, don't, I mean, I, I liked the show and there were parts where I really laughed, but uh, I was just, mm, I don't know. So and, and- I'm, I'm going to rewatch it again with a diff- with different eyes. And see kind of how it feels, but definitely it's right below The Walking Dead, right above The Office for me. Don't go into the new season when you get to it expecting like all of my old friends are going to get together and enjoy themselves. I, I have I a cup of Joe at the at the at the. At I the don't diner. expect that. It's <laughs> no. super not that. Like oh, yeah. So, so it's an average score of eight point seven two yeah. for Doggy Club, number which is very respectable. Very, like it's number ten. Like Justin said, it's number ten of all time for us uh, collectively. Seeing, seeing as we're meandering and we're going to talk a little longer, I think so. It, once we're satisfied with how we've talked about Twin Peaks, everyone will continue. But I just thought I'd bring up before I forgot <laughs> um, the recent rash of cancellations. Yeah, like we just went through a period where mm-hmm. a ton of networks canceled a ton of stuff. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was a very well regarded show on Fox, Fox canceled it, and NBC saved it. That made me start watching it, and I love it. 
Uh, my I've heard another good one of my favorite shows, The Expanse, was canceled on Sci-Fi, and it's still up in the air. And there's a big campaign to get it picked up by like Amazon, and the rumor is Amazon's very interested, and it might be happening. Ugh, so stressful. Hopefully Agents of is, Shield yeah. and Gotham were both almost canceled, but they canceled Inhumans, so yeah. that saved Agents of Shield, and they're gonna have one more season. Which is, I mean, that's gonna be like season seven or something. That's eight. a successful that's a show. Ton, oh, it's a super successful show. Uh, Gotham is going to get one more season. No, it was Gotham that has one more season to wrap it up. So Agents Bru- of S.H.I.E.L.D. might have more. Yeah, Gotham okay. so that Gotham, Bruce Wayne can come that, Yeah, they're oh. going to have one more season where, where Bruce Wayne... And then they're going to have a Batman show. No. Oh. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Very seriously doubt that. And well, I, I hope and he, I doubt that that kid who plays Bruce Wayne is ever going to be in a movie as Batman. No, no, no. Not at all. I it's, really, it's really hope that they save The Expanse because I, I, that was what I was going to watch after Vikings. It's so good. Like, I can't even compare. You know how, like, with some sci-fi space, especially sci-fi space stuff, you can compare it to something and go, it's kind of like this. I There's no show. There's not a show like it. No. Not the, the scale they're working with, the kind of way they've set up Earth and Mars, and the way they've set up the way it is is not like any edit i don't know i think there's a good chance amazon will pick it up because bezos is a space freak it's just and it's per it would be perfect right down his alley for what he would want to promote based on books it's got a lot of story it's smart and slow paced and, and i don't mean space freak in a bad way i am one like <laughs> by time. season three the show's honestly starting to start paying things off See, the full first season, two free seasons were just like build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. And then, oh, and now in season three, you're starting to get a little bit of like, oh, oh, my God, like that. It's great. Anyway, though, Twin Peaks. What else do we have to say about Twin Peaks? Nothing. No. A lot more to say. A uh, lot more to say. What's your favorite thing about Twin Peaks? Honestly, the music. I, it, I, would, it, it's, it, it makes the show. I'm, I'm with you. The music makes the show. I agree. Uh, David Lynch. That's very David Lynch. He loves music. He it's he always has good music and everything he does. It's so melodic. I love it too. And odd. It's great. Just like it's not going to be my favorite thing, but I love. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be your favorite thing. It's just so strange. All the music is so weird, and I you know every time I think about what network it was on, and it's still got two full. It's like how did this show happen? Well, the first season was shorter than the second. By good measure. How did it happen? How did this show? How did it even get pitched? Who green lit it at those? Hi eight- there, it's me, David Lynch. I'm gonna talk about idea. this. I've got a great idea about a show. Uh okay. Did wow. He, did he um, drug him or what? <laughs> here, drink green. this peyote tea for real quick. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you high as is, is goddamn? Okay, here we go. Uh, He's got this playing in the background. Smash cut. A uh, little fella is going fishing, and he's, st- oh, there's a dead girl wrapped in plastic. Call the cops. Introduce some cops. They've got weird names. Uh, then Agent Coo, the FBI rolls into town. That's Kyle McLaughlin, if you're following along. Are you okay? All right. Drink some water. Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, that was now great. there's a lady with a big piece of wood. Now I'm not. Di- <laughs> she can talk to it, and it tells her things. A lot of exposition's <laughs> gonna happen via the old lady and her wooden. I'm thinking just a rough hewn log. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Lynch, but Wait, what uh, you, I did oh, not. Hold the fuck on, I'm David I'm- Lynch. <laughs> 
I am a very talented, weird little man. Uh, we're, we're only about I'm ten minutes into the first episode. What's, what's the log lady's name? Log lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sir, I didn't drink your tea. No, Agent. I Cooper. didn't drink the damn peyote, no. sir. This is nuts. Just ejects it with heroin into his neck. Oh fuck. Okay, so Agent Cooper's got a big old hard on for good coffee. Like, holy shit, does this guy love coffee and pie? Real wholesome dude. Not a bad bone in his body. Real troubled. Got a got a lot of got the weight of the world on his shoulders, but he doesn't let it affect his good attitude. Now there's a lot of hot young things in this in this show. There's Shelly and Donna and Audrey. Oh wait till you. Hey Steve, start the Donna music. It's great. Here, hold on. I don't know which music is the Donna. It's real sexy. There, <laughs> if you like older dames, the lady that owns the diner. Yeah, there's a diner too. It's where the coffee is. I don't think that's it. Okay, so beyond the coffee and the donuts and the and the police station and the cute little girl front, now let's talk about demons. That's right, <laughs> demons from another dimension. I mean, I know We're not the, really going to expound music. on that much. We're going to leave it real, real spooky. I'm in the show. <laughs> I wrote myself a weird part that you think's going to be a one-off, but boy, howdy, am I in a lot of it. <laughs> Decades from now, I'm going to be the main character in another season of this show. I can see the future. I'm David Lynch. Which they, they had that weird <laughs> sequence where they say, I'll see you in such and such years when they yeah, were in the lodge. 20 and, um, years. And it was pretty much 20 yeah. years they, later when they... There's, there's, it, by the end of the show, it's like this prof- prophetic kind of weird non-ending. Like, we it's know this super is bad be, cliffhanger yeah. ending, and they say, we'll see you in 20 years. Literally, IRL, 20 years later, David Boom. Lynch gets the chance to and what a perfect, put out a new season. Like, just... It's that's, like, it's that like perfectly he, encapsulates that show, like, yeah. something eerie like it's that. It's like he knew that this was going to catch on somewhere down the line in that's the next the perfect 20 years. Word, especially the new season. Like, that's eerie. what I would do to describe the new, the new season. It's some of the most eerie... Like the, like this music, just kind of—I mean, jazz, jazzy, eerie. There's a lot of flashbacks. There's like a couple of flashback, black and white flashbacks in the new season. This is going to be meaningless, what I say, but I have to. <laughs> these weird, shadowy old miner-looking guys like step jerkily out of the shadow. This is outside of a Lynch outside of a radio station. And this, and this one guy who's talking about horses and water, and oh. and he he and while he's saying this, he's like smoking a cigarette, and he's literally they're gruesomely and vividly crushing the head of this other guy with his hand. And while he's just saying <laughs> the water, <laughs> and the and he and then it's just that sort of stuff. It's where you're just like, just like what the huh? fuck is going on? Or like this little girl is laying on her bed, another black and white fly. This bug, this like weird beetle rabbit thing, crawls in her mouth. Like none of it makes any sense, but it was all awesome and beautiful and 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 terrifying and weird. <laughs> I and Coo, you know, Kyle McLaughlin's in a lot of it. Yeah, but of course he has 
He's been in the room, mm-hmm. and some sh- and and the results of him being in that room. Oh my goodness! Like the 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 him that's out in the real world. It's 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 like don't watch it if you don't want to be unsettled. Yeah, because the Cooper that's been out in the world with Bob in him, he's been out there for twenty fucking years, and he is gross. It's crazy. And then there's a, there's diff- comic often plays like four hymns. It's great. It's so great. It's so weird. I really want y'all to watch it. That's right, folks. And there's probably going to be more of this show. What's your favorite thing about Twin Peaks? Taylor? I look. Oh, okay. Um. Well, it would be the absolutely absurd moments that we were just kind of alluding to. That Evan was alluding to I, with the new one. I the, love the absurd. Like the absurd. Awesome. I like stuff that's different. Yeah. Not. But here's the thing. I'm not saying that in 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 that it had different for different sake. This is different in a way that's good. Different. <laughs> It's weird, odd, odd is the entertaining, to, to put it. Odd, odd, eerie, mysterious, kind of scary in some areas for me. Creepy. Uncomfortable. Very creepy and uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. I don't get... I remember watching Twin Peaks in some of those early seas, season one, and they have some of the camera shots where they just claustrophobically like zoom in on something and have this music just all of a sudden fills my bedroom, and I'm like about to go to bed, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, or they zoom in on a person and they dramatic music plays and someone from behind the couch pops out. Yeah. Those that get that got me good. I mean, and I've seen a lot of horror movies and this these types of scenes, I know some people it doesn't phase them that they're probably even bored during these scenes and yeah. it doesn't well, scare well, but them. But for me odd, like, it's so different and they did emotional it so pitches they'll hit. Yeah. Like like we were saying, when this, when it's, you know, the first couple episodes when people find out Laura Palmer died, who's a local high school girl that everyone apparently knew, like the reactions, her, her parents, her friends, obviously sad, yes, it's a friend died, but like it's like, like it's over so emotional, fu- like her parents are fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, they'll be sitting at the t- table, Sarah? everybody's eating normally, and then all of a sudden, they'll put the fork and knife down and just go, <laughs> oh, God. They, like, then talking to each other and talking to other people. The mom, Sarah Palmer, played by by this, what is her name? Uh, she is so, she is the, so good. The frizzy-haired lady, you probably, if you look at her, you've seen her in, in things. Grace Zabriskie. I, yeah. I mean, it's one of she's one of those that got that lady that guy actresses. You know what I mean? She is in Inland Empire, another Lynch film for any. Lynch Usually people. smoking a cigarette, being yeah. real sour and mean, but she's 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 so good. <laughs> just yeah. oh, Laura, like she just blah. And then um the and the guy and the dad. She was in Requiem for a Dream, right? Leland Palmer, played by Ray Weiss, who's been in tons of shit. Yeah, like he, yeah. you know, he he's Everything. like he's like comic often. They're just they're just those guy actors that are in uh, in stuff. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Laura. Like there's this one scene where I mean Leland, Leland oh, the dad God. is in full breakdown mode, and he's at the at the Great North North. What is the hotel? The Great Northwestern, Great Northern. Anyway, 
there's this, but there's dancing. Everyone's dancing, and he just he just does that thing where he holds one hand to his chest and one hand out like he's dancing with somebody. But he's just him, and he just starts crying and in front of everybody, in front yeah. of everybody, just spinning uh, Laura dance, and everyone's just like, oof. Like it's just there's so many moments like that that are genuinely. I laughed at that part. Odd and funny. There's there's other like okay, there's romantic scenes in the show. Oh, absolutely. Where they're being romantic and then this song will come on. And like when they're you know, being real romantic and sweet with each other. Like what Shelly and uh what's what's or Donna What's the guy's name? Barry? Bobby. 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 Bobby boy. Bobby boy. <laughs> yeah, cuz uh Bobby Briggs plays this kind of street tough you know, skip school, but Actually, like, no, I don't think it's this one. I think they use the like and intro the guy, theme. There's a bunch of that guy. There's no. a what bunch other, of. Let's do some other mu- music there, since we talked about the soundtrack being so good. Don Davis, who plays Major Garland Briggs, he's a that guy. You've seen him and stuff. Usually plays a military yeah. actor. This is the military is the guy in the movie. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're having a sweet moment. I look at the world and I see absurdity all around me. People do strange things constantly to the point that, for the most part, we manage not to see it. That's why I love coffee shops and public places. I mean, they're all out there. David Lynch. (laughs) No, David, the world is not as strange as I think the way you see it. (laughs) The world can be dull as shit. uh, You're just a weirdo that got lucky and made movies. I think we all know our favorite song in the show. Yipper. <laughs> yep. This was the red room music, yeah. right? Yeah. When they'd go into the red room and Cooper'd find himself on like in a chair and then sitting across from him is a midget and someone, and Laura that, Palmer. someone that looks like Laura Palmer and they all talk backwards at each other. It also was it wasn't yeah, it the music when when, when Horn's brother got back from Paris or whatever and Jerry. he brought the Jerry brought the bread in. Some, when, wasn't it this it soundtrack? In the red room. Yeah, it was just like the general like. That's one of my favorite. That scene, I go back to that scene sometimes on YouTube. Yeah. and watch that scene where he brings the you bread back. You know because it gonna, makes me. Laugh. You know what's gonna not change when you watch the new season? Uh-huh. How much you love Jerry Horn? Yeah. yeah again, He's hilarious. Again, every character, even like Kyle McLaughlin, who's on the screen a lot. It's a weird role. Everyone's in a weird role. No one's in a main role on the, on the, in the new season. Everything is kind of these weird... Well, because TV's evolved to where everyone and, is kind of a main character and, now. Yeah, and it jumps around so much, and you just get little tastes of people. But uh, Jerry's, like, old, beardy, shitty Jerry now, like, is a is a fajillionaire and owns, like, a bunch of, like... Because it's Twin Peaks, well, you know, it's legal weed, so he owns, like, a bunch of head shops, and he's just completely lost his mind. He gets lost in the woods. It's super funny. Yeah. But it's an odd, fun, weird show. Ask the next question. Who's your favorite character? Woody. Um, gosh, that's hard. <laughs> Taylor, you want to go first? My favorite character? Yeah. I was, I was going to read something else, but well, you know I'm going to put to, you go know to that later. You know favorite character is? Maybe Hawk. 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 There, well, Deputy Hawk, who's like the, I mean, the token in American Indian guy. Hawk. Either Hawk or or or, or Sheriff Truman. Her, Sheriff Harry S. Truman. 
mine, but mine so hard f- we're talking about Cooper though. Uh, Fuck, man, mine. Show's so my mine would either be Cooper or uh, Mr. Horn. And I'm thinking Horn because I I just enjoy his whole thinking his whole thing just <laughs> so ridiculous and this is legitimately rich- really hard because like these are the these are like this is my favorite handful of characters from the show. Uh, Bobby. Yep, and I like Bob. Bobby was on my mind too because I'm uh, he's so fuck. He might get my John Doggett. Yeah, for inter- just entertaining the hell out of me. Sheriff Truman Hawk. No, my 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 okay. <clears throat> I have to, I mean, I might have to say Cooper simply because he's just so charming. He is the anchor of that show. If he yeah, wasn't in the show, he is the anchor. it would be nonsense. You'd have no one to root for, no one to look at. That's no right. One to, Sheriff Truman would just be confused. And what's going on? And here? the audience would be confused with him. You, you, and just you know, Cooper is the anchor. That's what I always Cooper's say. Very he's very straight laced, and he and he talks so to entertaining. Diane and in, in his tape recorder. You, Diane is a big character in the in the. <laughs> Nice. You meet her. Uh, but he talks to Di- He records these messages throughout the original series to Diane, his sec- I guess his secretary, right. at the FBI. And they're always great exposition. Like, the whole show very cleverly delivers exposition. Very, and, very clever. And what's going on. So well done. So well written. Yeah. God. So uh, what about you? you know, it's it's Cooper or Leland? I don't know, man. I, I, got, I guess I say Cooper for my favorite character. For me, it's Audrey. I loved Audrey. Just on screen, I loved I loved watching Audrey do her I thing. Have a, I have a caveat for my dog at a word. It's huh. two people. It's, it has to be two people. <laughs> well, my dog at a word goes to Bobby. Bobby. Everything in Bobby. All, all the scenes with Bobby. Bobby, Shelly, and... Uh, it's never what's disappointing his name? What's his when name? Bobby's on the screen. Yeah. What's Shelly's boyfriend? Um. Uh. Oh, uh... New shoes. God, you know who? James? G- no. No, 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 no. Leo. 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 That's right. The drug dealer Leo. Yeah, it took me a second. Uh, Leo. My dog. It. My dog. It is the is the Palmers. Is 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 Sarah and and <laughs> Palmer. Oh, because gosh. I mean the ping ponging back and forth of the over the top like <laughs> pining for their their dead daughter. No, I, mean, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. It's just it's it, they're my favorite fucking thing in the show is just Laura like and she stays crazy like the way she ends up in the new season is honestly she she, even like a tick above Leland Sarah Palmer is the craziest fucking performance (laughs) hands fucking down that actress is very capable that actress I've never seen somebody just she's been slay. she's like, been in David Lynch some other yeah. David Lynch stuff like Inland Empire I was saying but earlier she, you know she pops up as it, it, more recently if you've seen like if you they needed somebody to be a sour mother clutching a cigarette near her <laughs> mouth complaining and criticizing that she plays that lady yeah. in a few things she can really evoke so much well, emotion Just, well meh, like she's that so much emotion coming from her in in lots of her movies, yeah. And or when like really like, well cer- done. at certain points, you know, they kind of allude to the fact that Sarah is like a little bit oh psychic and 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 <laughs> or in touch or whatever. And she she sees Bob the the, the crazy entity murder creature, and it's 
portrayed as just this guy, this long-haired, greasy-haired guy that never really has. You'll see him pretty quick, and you're not going to expect. And he just like she'll look over, and he's just right there, and like she just (laughs) (laughs) like she just (laughs) loses her fucking mind, and it's so great. And everyone's like, "Whoa, Sarah, Jesus." Uh, when did that down. when did that terrify you if you freaking I saw know, it yeah. still it's just great it's I would so crap my great. pants but they they over he purposefully makes it to where they over dramatize everything everything he's like all right and everything, everything like, is he's like, accented react, here's where you would, a normal person would react to this i want it way up here he amps it way up way up way up Everything, like you Justin said, everything. <laughs> even is Cooper, amped up. even Coop, Dave, Agent Cooper, who's relatively calm, it's all very okay. We're going to get, and it's all uh, grab the things. Let's go. Even, He's very almost Inspector Gadget like. Even even his enthusiasm for coffee and for pie, mm. it's just he get the gives Ma'am? a big hard thumbs up to you know Ma'am? to everyone. I need to. He, he's very you know who I, who I can compare him to character wise, Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. Yeah, that kind of like yep. yeah. Can't squash it enthusiasm for just <laughs> he appreciates the little things yep. like this. The, is li- the best coffee I think <laughs> I've ever had here in the beautiful town of Twin Peaks. The pines are amazing. What kind of trees are those? <laughs> I think he asks Sheriff that Truman. We are not in so much of a hurry that we cannot stop and have a delicious cup of black coffee. <laughs> I've learned. Like these little like asides. Yeah. They'll be chasing a demon and he'll turn and Now, Andy, <laughs> I want to teach you this life lesson. <laughs> it's great. Rhubarb pie. Like it's just yeah, it's And that's why Cooper's way up there for me yeah. too. I mean it it's tough not to even put him, but <laughs> I just I think he's the easy choice for favorite character. He, he really is. is. It's like saying like easy. who's your favorite character in X Files? Generally it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's double Molder. D's. Yeah. It's double D's because he's just I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Leo gets my dog at a word as he well. He was a weird one. That hey, Leo, a, Jesus. It's yeah. like, like unredeemably evil right, person. I, he's the guy I wanted to root against the most in the show. Just a dick. Like you, you, at first, you're like, Bobby's a dick. Then you see Bobby get picked on by Leo, and you're like, Leo's the dick. <laughs> yeah. Leave those poor boys alone. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the little side stories, like with, with Nadine and, and, and Ed and, and Norma, and, and it's just, what a strange little show. So one of the things that, <clears throat> to characterize Lynch's work, and I thought this kind of matched what we're seeing here, is a lot of the times his films and mo- shows reoccurring characters, images, compositions, and techniques that you could view his entire output as one large jigsaw puzzle of ideas. One of the key themes that they noted was the usage of dreams and dreamlike imagery and structure within his work. Sometimes they related it to the surreal, surrealist ethos of relying on the subconscious to provide visual drive. It's, so they, he very, uses very like, subtle It's what you're not seeing. Imagery. A lot of what you're not seeing and mm-hmm. what like... What if you're talking about like a regular TV show? You would deem like normal story structure. He throws that completely the fuck out the window. Dreamlike logic. I like that quote that I just read. Dreamlike logic. Because when it comes to all the alien slash American Indian slash whatever you're dealing, the other dimension that you deal with with that show, none of it is very fully realized. None of it makes much sense. 
None of it is like, you know, there is no moment like in X-Files where they're like, oh, it's a dimensional rift and they're going to another dimension. It's just like a lot of cluelessness and fumbling around and that weirdness wrapped around just like situational weirdness wrapped around weird characters wrapped around a basic murder mystery drama. (laughs) Like, so it's, it's, yeah, he introduces some fascinating characters, some weird concepts and just sort of plays in it like a little kid playing with paint. That's a quote. That's a Lynch quote. I think that Lynch... That would be awesome if Lynch would read that. Starting with Waking Dreams? Yeah, Yeah, that's a Lynch quote. Waking Dreams are the ones that are important. The ones that come when I'm quietly sitting in a chair, letting my mind wander. When you sleep, you don't control your dream. I like to drive into a dream world that I have made or discovered. A world I choose. You can't really get others to experience it, but right there is the power of the cinema. <laughs> I hi- listen. He's, I highly, he's reading that to the ABC execs that are high on. I peyote. highly <laughs> encourage you to, to look up David. Oh, oh, oh God, David Lynch is great. so weird. Like, <laughs> did I tell you that he he voiced his character in in the the, the that what was the that Seth MacFarlane the Cleveland show. Like the bar, remember when Cleveland broke away from Family Guy? Right, and right. Show? I remember this. The bartender, I mean, the cartoon, they drew him just like David Lynch. He had a different name, but it was like, hey there, <laughs> Cleveland, how you doing? <laughs> you know, like, sat out of nowhere. I love David Lynch's voice. <laughs> when I re- when I watched that show and I immediately when, 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 uh, when Gordon Cole comes on the screen, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, God, that's fun to do. So, uh, what did Twin Peaks do wrong? It was not a very accessible show. It was. It, it listen. Its biggest one of its biggest strengths was also the thing that made it not gonna exist. It, it was. It was too weird, especially for that day and age, especially for that channel. <laughs> it just. It. It. And season one was was a little bit more accessible. Right. It with the real weird stuff happened later, and then season two just kept kind of jumping around. Never, it went from like, oh, we're gonna go to One Eyed Jacks, and it's gonna be, uh, and then we're gonna demons, and then we're gonna, and you never quite, it didn't find itself as. I mean, if it was give, if they had given him another season or two to wrap it up, to wrap it up, it would have been fantastic. Because, like I said, now like sort of its biggest weakness was also its biggest plus. The limitations that were put on him by a network and by network TV, he it, it the balancing act he did between how weird he wanted to get it and how he still had to make this show for fucking ABC. Like I liked that about the first the the first two seasons. The new season is so fucking off the wall. He had no like. Good, fine. It's super fucking weird. But I, like, if you're going into it even wanting the same show. It's not. It's it's barely that. Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's just a David Lynch fest. He's a weirdo. A wonderful weirdo. <laughs> yes, he's. But that's what the show. It it drove away its own audience. Like the people stopped watching because they were like, ah, that's fucking weird. But like two, there were. Yeah, it became a cult for a, a smaller number of people, and then over time, people rediscovered it. Especially you know, each new generation, somebody else picks it. Look at us. We're that. Like yeah. we were too young to watch it on TV, but we're like the next, the, the first grouping of people that went oh no this is it was a good, it was really left behind take, and we wanted yeah. to bring it with it was, us it was great we we and we finally we saw it referenced in enough nerdy things and, and finally went i'm gonna let me just fucking watch 
actually. Yeah, I watched an. Ep- there's an episode of Psych called Dual Spires, and it's all Twin Peaksy. And whenever I first watched the episode, I'm like, okay, I don't really get it. And then after I watched Twin Peaks and I you watched it, it again, I'm like, I get it all. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it, Whoa. So it, it's a very highly referenced show, cult hit, but like it, it at the time, it just was not. It just wasn't what about for you, fit. Justin? What? We I mean, just, what it did wrong? It was it was so weird and unaccess- in, inaccessible. It, in the in the same way, I think what it did wrong was also a strength. I think that uh, it didn't have a point, <laughs> which was for, in in and of itself was the point. Yeah, and, right. And so for me, that's kind of how I felt about it when I was watching it. I was like, I don't get the point. But then <laughs> when you realize that that's kind of the point, you're well, like, it, okay, it, well, the finger painting analogy, okay. like. I could squirt four colors onto a, the paper and and draw a little house, you know. Yeah. Hey, there's here's yeah. your pro- a normal show. Look at that house with a little flower and the sun and the sky and a tree and three people outside. Yay! The story is they live there. Or I can squirt all those colors on there and just sort of rake my fingers across them and just sort of smear them around and draw like a weird <laughs> spiral that goes into another. Di- you know what I mean? And that's what Twin Peaks is. You're not gonna get. Like he he throws normal story structure out the window, and you just get a lot of interesting characters sort of f- mulling about in this ether like <laughs> weirdness, and it that's fine. I like that. I like and and it gives you a little bit of character development. But if again, if you're looking for payoff, Twin Peaks is not the show for you. No. Like if it frustrates you when shows kind of end on a but not even a question, just like well, there it is. <laughs> You get a little bit of payoff. There's some things that are yeah. semi. I've never seen anything that has like explained. an end. Of the, the end the, before the 20 year break. I mean, it's like the cliffhangeriest cliffhanger that's ever ha- been a cliffhanger. Like they weren't expecting to have to stop there, but they did, and that's the way it ends. And you're left kind of going, "Oh well, right? Goodness, I'm glad I got attached to a few of those characters because what a." Huh. Welcome to a cancellation, unfortunately. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, it's 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 insane. Like you, the, the like the two, the expanse, one of the most original, interesting, strange, cool concept sci-fi source from a book that's on TV, canceled. And are you Brooklyn Nine Nine? Been going five seasons, won awards. He won an Andy Samberg won an Emmy. For that show, there was an it was a show that the society and critics and everybody just went. What a great show! Good job, Fox. They canceled it. Well, what was the viewership? I didn't look it up, but I imagine the enough, ratings were enough down. that that NBC went. I'll take it, <laughs> and they're going to put season six on. That's good. So it's just like, all right. So fa- my, I don't get that. My, I don't get canceled. Like fi- what did, Firefly. What did, wrong, what did they do wrong? Another show that got canceled out from under itself. They did, or, or what didn't you like about it? I think where they went a little bit off the rails. I would go back to what I said earlier with season two, uh, specifically probably about seven to eight episodes in, yeah, and then the rest of the show up until the last couple episodes. That little middle area. Now there was some funny shit. Shit, I think Evan's favorite thing happened in there where uh, Mr. Horn was off his rock. It meanders a bit, but it it. There's so many scenes where I feel like I'm just like this. Nothing's 
literally nothing's happening. Yeah. I mean, there were it's just weird. The season one was more focused. It was more like Evan said, accessible. And then I think season two went off into the clouds. Like and, maybe the story stalled, and they just. And I'm not saying the weird. I didn't mind the weirdness. I'm right. saying it felt like things were rushed or something was a little bit off. It wasn't as focused and tightly written. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna say they. Uh, Another theme in Lynch's work is the dark underbelly of violent criminal activity within a society that on its surface kind of appears like it's nice. Mm-hmm. And that, that was in Blue Velvet, a film of his that I've seen. And then um, you see it again in Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's just a little nice little, you know, on the outside. Community. Yeah, it looks great. Everything's fine. Oh, and then you got in Blue Velvet, you got that dude with the breathing you gotta wonder Go there was around. a movie there isn't a couple we must say there isn't a mention the movie firewalk with me which was the that's mo- right you're right that came there's out. a movie there's a prequel. that i have i've prequel only watched movie. parts of it before i watched the series david yeah. bowie's in it like you give sutherland you, you gotta it. wonder about this community twin peaks like before the murder like was everyone still like really weird or did the murder make them weird you know like you know well, something weird was going on there because you still had Log Lady. Yeah. You still had the con- uh, we haven't even mentioned the conspiracy behind the mill right. and the guy that that faked his death and so much and going like on. the Asian lady who disappears into a into a drawer pull and fucking <laughs> yikes! Like there is a lot going on in the show. They do squeeze a lot of gobbledygook in there. So yeah, I mean, a murder happened in this community, but everyone was really weird before that. Like. But what, what, why am I, re- I, re- I, I want y'all to watch, the, I want to be able to discuss the new season is to see if you agree that the weirdness meter, they peg it out, like, they immediately get immediately weirder than everything that happened in the original two seasons with the news. Like, it's so weird. Some of the stuff you see in the Red Room. I want to hear the, some music. Like, okay, Peaks here right we now. go. So. Uh, a version of the man we know as Agent Cooper is going to slowly bleed out of a light socket onto the carpet. <laughs> this is not something I made up. It's something that happens. <laughs> Lynch frequently tends to have characters that have supernatural and omnipotent qualities. <laughs> Some of the like stuff they expose about multiple dimensions and the idea of dimensions and stuff that they're playing with in this in the, you know, the it's great like twin peaks is great if you just like real heady concepts and weird stuff to look at and cool music like there's nothing better than twin peaks uh, laura the dark place has got you do you think that twin peaks belongs not just on the dog at club top 10 but do you think it belongs Nothing like it. Way up there in the scheme of just oh, television. Oh, how have we gone this long without mentioning David Duchovny in drag? <laughs> yeah. No uh, David Duchovny plays an agent with the DEA uh, that is a transsexual crossdresser. Yeah. In least. 1991. Mm-hmm. So ABC. Yeah. David Duchovny. We wondered why this show was canceled. Twin Peaks. I'm sure the Parent Television Council had some things to say about Twin Peaks. IMDb has Twin Peaks rated at an 8.8 out of 10 with 441,000 votes. It is rank. It is ranked very high 
on the list here, which I it's can't a universally find. very like <laughs> touted show, but I will say it is a it is by its nature, and I say this as someone who loves the show a lot. It is very pretentious. It's it is a pretentious, snobby show that that like oh you don't get it like that that is that is that well, like if you really want to like dig at Twin Peaks a little bit that's what it it, it that's what what got it canceled it's it is rank. a it is a pretentious snobby show that like you're supposed to just sit back and consume and go wow that was fucking weird bro but but people that need that kind of structure in their entertainment don't like it and so there it leads to a lot of like oh you don't like it well <laughs> because it's so what is yeah, the, I what agree. Is the There's third a season not, rank. By the way, it's the return. number four. Uh, 94, baby. Jesus, yeah. It was good. So Justin's got the RT. I was going to say it's ranked number 45 of all time on uh, IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. It's pretty good. 98% for season one. 98. It's pretty damn good. Season two was 87. And that's still... Without consensus, though. Yeah. There wasn't as many reviews. And the return right. is 94. 94 on the return. No, they all say critics' consensus. Oh, no, no. There was a theatrical okay. version of the pilot released in Europe when it came out. Hmm. It was originally a two-hour... Yeah. They had to break it into two episodes. For Just the, images of waterfalls and pine trees and... Mountains. Mountains. And rivers. Oh, and now we're dark in the dark, dark forest. And, that, and that's the same song. Same song was, like, getting to this nice, like, crescendo. And then, but that uh, this is the song they use to underpin a lot of the scenes. Yeah, you know, lead ins, lead outs. Like, <laughs> okay, Evan, you've made this point before about the population of the town. What is the population of the town? On the, the sign, sign reads fifty one thousand two hundred and one yeah. people. So <laughs> I read this little trivia thing: the population tends. Twin Peaks was originally only supposed to be 5,120. However, there was backlash against rural-themed shows at the time, as networks were fearful that the burgeoning urban and suburban pop of America would not be able to sympathize with shows set in small farming or industrial towns. So ABC requested the sign read 51,201 people. Fuck it, fine, I don't give a shit. I'm still going to show gonna, this little group of people. It's still going to be a small group of goddamn people in a small little area. However, in a visitor's guide to Twin Peaks, tie-in book authorized by David Lynch and Mark Frost, a note tells readers that the population was indeed 5,120 people, but that the sign had a typo. Wow. That's David Lynch going, fuck the police. Fuck the ABC. Fuck ABC. I'll do what I want. I bet you it was a complicated fucking relationship. Oh. He's such a weirdo. And they thought, hey, we got this, this hot director. He's going to make this show. And, and they could, ooh, David Lynch. And then it was just so weird. People stopped watching. Steven Spielberg was going to be the one to to direct the first two episodes, but then David Lynch decided to do it himself. No! <laughs> fuck that! <laughs> he watched Indiana Jones for the first time. Like, fuck that guy! <laughs> what the hell? Who does he think he is? Oh, the shark guy? Oh, no, no. No, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Stupid I mean, fucking shark movie. Hacked. <laughs> Oh, great. Well, can't have dead air, guys. You got to talk. Can't leave looking at your phone. your phone, man. 
Uh, well, no. so Twin Peaks, we really didn't find that much wrong with it. No, mm. there's not. I mean, well, you can point out like a I lot said, of things. That's why I'm I'm kind of leaning on that. Like it's a very snooty show. It's it's not it's not. I mean, it's something that's it's probably my highest rated thing that I wouldn't recommend to just everybody. Right. Twin like, Peaks was one of the first there are shows people I would go. No, you don't need to watch that. Twin Peaks was one of the first shows to develop a cult following on the internet. Like I'm pretty sure my parents quit watching it. Really? They didn't really mention it anymore, and I wasn't going to ask because <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. So, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can I can see them kind of going, "This is dumb. I don't like this." Like it, and, and it is a very <laughs> my dog, my bulldog likes to like get on her back on the carpet and just go. <laughs> So that's what you're hearing. If you can hear it. If not, you had a lot of does, David Duchovny. Heather Graham came in at one point yeah. uh, in season two. Um, a few young, young folks, young actors. What, what's one of your favorite scenes that you can remember? In, in I talked a lot about that sandwich scene. I really love that scene. I love the scene where Leland comes in and the dance you were referring yep. to. And he's he's. In front of all the people, he's. Well, because, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, up to that point, he had been so sad. Yeah, the the scene where he comes into okay, he's been sad, 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 sad. Leland screaming and crying and sad, but something happens, and then he comes into Benjamin Horn's office. He's like, "I'm but," and they all get all real like real excited and start dancing around with each other. Jerry and oh my god, it's so bad. And Jerry and then hey, Leland, no, and he's real like. <laughs> Zippy zappy, and I, it might have been after his hair turned white. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. and and yeah. he and he can tell he's <laughs> just l- slowly losing his mind. <laughs> and Benjamin Horn and Jerry Horn is like, "Hey, Leland's back, okay." And they're they're all just shit like that, like. <laughs> and then they go out, and everyone's there, and he's just dancing by himself. Now, and there's this okay, and uh, I've mentioned from the season, <laughs> from season three, there's a scene where old shitty grizzled Sarah Palmer. Uh, goes to the store to buy. She's a big boozer. Oof. She has <laughs> shut in cigarette, smoky, drinky house to, I mean, Who's this? Sarah Palmer. Yeah, yeah. And she goes to the store and has kind of a freak out and like drops the booze and runs away. It just, it's just a great scene. It's just, she just flips out and leaves like, ma'am, you're going to have to pay for that. And you just smash, run. It should, yeah. What about, I mean, what about the weird scene the first time you see the small dude in the red suit snapping? Dude, I didn't know what to think. I mean, I think if anybody's at that point in the show, you're thinking, this is kind of a weird show. Yeah. But you're not at the point where you're like, this is absurd. You're like, this is a weird show. Yeah. And then that comes up. Yeah. Cooper's there and he sees this little guy just dancing with some jazzy music and. He's just like he belongs there, you know. Yeah. And then he starts talking backwards <laughs> or forwards backwards. Right. It's so creepy. I, I think it'd be interesting to have a survey of people when they see that scene, whether that scared them, entertained them, or what they felt when they first saw I, that. I got the cringies. I was very like, I was creeped. I was creeped out by it. I was creeped. And, and it's interesting because you feel creep like this is important this is why it's so highly rated for us 
they have stuff like that and they really make you feel creeped out. Yeah. This is not like a jump scare. No. This is like a scene that it's makes you go like imagery, uncomfortable you, imagery that makes you yeah, just and like that, they weird. Give you that, they give you that in spades with the new season because it's just that's all it really amounts to is just a bunch of imagery that makes you go, oh, what? Some oh. of the some of Lynch's imagery in Inland Empire was too intense for me, and I watched yeah. it all the way through. But I mean, it's, I mean, for me, I get that's I'm very sensitive to that stuff. So he he gets me. He he scares me. Fucking Lynch, you weirdo. You scare the <laughs> shit out of me, man. I've watched a lot of your stuff, and they scare they all scare me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a, since we're doing longer eps. Yeah, I mean we're. we're I have of, a question. Uh, what are you watching right now? I, I am watching Supernatural. I am on Still. season eight. Please let I'm. Uh, yeah, eight of twelve. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. twenty four episodes a season. Yeah. So I have. I've been there. If you think I haven't been watching anything, I've watched a lot of television. Uh, I'm also watching Vikings. I'm on season. Four episode two. Ooh, uh, I am watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm on season three. I am laughing a lot. Okay, I am laughing a lot. Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural has thirteen seasons, and the total number of episodes is two hundred eighty-six. Yeah, two eighty-six. It's a big undertaking, and I've already. I'm already on season eight. Yeah. And I, I am a I'm a fan, by the way. I watched Bones. That was twelve seasons. That was two hundred and forty six episodes. So Supernatural has forty more episodes than now. Was the Supernatural should it have this many episodes? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, but am I still enjoying it even after season five, which is when the main first story wraps up? Yeah, I am. Yeah, because they created a whole universe. Monster of the Week and shows can great. just kind of go on. It's sometimes. it's really a lot of it's really great. Really fun television. I'm currently watching Smallville. Smallville has 10 seasons, 217 episodes. And I'm loving it. So my third time through. That's pretty, that's a big statement there. And I I can't get enough of it. Like, I know we're planning on watching it together, and I don't care that I'm watching it right now because I can watch it again. And with Stephanie, I've watched some of the X-Files. All I think she's on season four yeah. now. So sometimes when I'm with, she'll watch without me, but I'll just tune in and sometimes i'll catch some of those weird foreign when they have feature foreigners like voodoo or something where they have to have a guy that speaks in a thick accent those are like the worst episodes but then i've also caught some of the good ones too with her well yeah there was always like the native american episodes where yeah and i told her i said these episodes are the worst And then a little bit of Bo- a little bit of Bob's Burgers sprinkled on top. Yeah. I have like maybe five episodes left, and I'm completely just. I've seen the latest like three episodes, and then I've I have a little part of season seven that I haven't seen well, yet. I, I want to tell you all about the show that I watched before I started Smallville. I was watching True Blood, <laughs> which we've talked about on the show. And uh, Amazon had you know I just was watching it on Amazon, and I got through the first six seasons. I was ready to go to season seven, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, add HBO to your Amazon, and then you can watch season seven. I'm like, nah, I just dropped it. <laughs> I was like, nope, no thanks. That's where I get my, my HBO. Do you have Hulu? Now. Yeah, I do. You could add, if they well, still have that can, deal, you can add it for only five bucks a month for six months, yeah. and then you can cancel. 
That's uh, what I did recently. I'm probably going to because I want to watch the new season of Silicon Valley. Which, and Game of Thrones will be on, too. And Game of Thrones will be on soon. I mean, I can wait till Game of Thrones comes out to watch Silicon Valley. Yep. Because I'm watching shows right now. So, but I'm watching Smallville. I got it for Game of Thrones, and I wanted to start Curb. And I'm thinking about watching uh, another one. I'm thinking about watching with the Expanse or after the Expanse is Westworld, yeah. the first yeah, I season. Watch Westworld. Mm-hmm. So since I have an HBO subscription, I'm going to probably watch it. Dig in. Is there yeah. anything? That's what you're marathoning. Are you watching anything like and current on TV? Like keep watching episode to episode. No, I'm waiting for Big Brother to come on, but that's really the only thing I'm waiting for on TV. I'm watching and Better Call Saul. I'm finishing it. Is that on right now? No, I'm just saying I'm waiting for it. Okay, I need to make sure I get that yeah, on reco- t- my recorder. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I right hope here. I don't lo- miss that one. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham are wrapping up their seasons right now. I've been watching that kind of week to week. Uh, I'm wa- I just started the new season of Archer just started. I'm watching that. Uh, but I like I said before, I'm getting, I've, I've started just oh, dude. hoovering Brooklyn We have Nine-Nine. been missing Better Call Saul. Are you serious? It looks like it. What season are we on? Four oh, or three? Sounds like you guys really love that show. No, wait. Sorry, that's 2017. Okay. We're okay. Right. I was yeah, going to say, good. I don't... <laughs> shit. No, I, 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 because of the whole... Uh, you know, NBC picked it up, so I was like, well, fuck, it must not be... It must be good. Like, So I just went ahead and rolled the dice, and it is just light and breezy and funny and kind of stupid. But here's... I, I was doing research. The guy that played Moe's on The Office... Mm-hmm. is a big-time producer. Produced The Office, produced the uh, uh, Parks and Rec, is producing this. Like, he's... he's yeah, the, Whenever you see the uh, production tag Fremulon, it's like a white background with like a that's little... That's him? Yeah, that's him. Interesting. I didn't he, know and that. he's he's behind, like, all these shows I love. He's officially all praise Moe's. Uh, but they do <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine also. And, yeah, and a lot of the, like, side characters that show up, sometimes it's, like, people that they, like... Remember the old man that played a councilman on Parks and Rec that was filthy, dirty? and Vaguely, yeah. He popped up briefly. Fred Armisen's popped up. This, the little, like, minute guest, like, you know, they're door knocking on doors asking questions. They're cops. You know. Fred Armisen plays something like this. Hello? Yes? And it's just five seconds of him being on the screen and then he's gone. But it, it's clever and funny. Terry Crews is great. Uh, the uh, guy that plays the 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 captain, the dude that he's always done serious stuff. He's fucking funny. Joe, remember on? Uh, did you watch Reno Nine One One? I watched a few episodes, but no. You know, later on the when through. they added a few new cops. Like little, I said, I watched a few episodes. The guy named Joe. Latrubio. I never watched. It. I watched a he's few episodes funny. scattered around. So, uh, which I, I found it funny. Peretti, fairly but, funny um, back then. I didn't. I forget her name, but that wasn't that. I the, didn't keep watching. Yeah. The chick that's married to Jordan Peele. That's a Chelsea Peretti. She's real. She plays the secretary in the show, and it's, she's real funny. Brooklyn Nine Nine, well worth. Like I wanted something that wasn't going to make me emotional yeah. or well up or anything. I just wanted something real light, and breezy, and kind of dumb. And it's oh, it's right there, man. It's <laughs> just it's just a, it's just f- jokes and funny. And Andy Samberg's great. Good stuff. I, I, with Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's not as light and breezy. But it's not. It's, but there's it's, nothing that's going to make you like. Oh. Like it's no, 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 no. The there's nothing thing like from it. No, no. I, I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of moments in that show. Like uh, he's never been to a baptism, and so in this one episode, <clears throat> he's supposed to go to baptism. He's asking his wife, like, well, well, what do I do? What happens? Whatever. So they're in the car on the way over there. They stop, get out of the car. And then Larry, th- through the trees, 
he sees the uh, preacher like holding this guy underwater. <laughs> and so he assumes that everyone has that to. he's no, he assumes that that he's trying to kill him. So he runs out <laughs> there and he tries to stop him. And then the whole like baptism party is just like, <laughs> what the what are you doing? And uh, what's her name? D from uh, Always Sunny, that actress. Yeah. She's she is like the the wife of the guy that's getting baptized. He's Jewish, and Larry like interrupts that process. And so then the other Jews, in the aftermath of this, come up to him in in the party, and they're like, "Good work." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Well, what do you mean? I didn't mean to." They're like, "No, good work. You that was a brave thing you did to keep him on." And then Larry's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brave." <laughs> It's just like these moments have I've, me belly laughing. I've watched man. enough of Curb to know that it is the stuff I liked about Seinfeld didn't come from Jerry Seinfeld. They came from Larry David. Larry, David. Larry David's a funny. Now he's funny like, in a in a in a darker, yeah. more cynical way than we're talking about, like Parks and Rec right. or something. It's a different kind of funny. I'm not but, always. No, in, you, that's it. I'm it's not always cynical in, comedy, right? Very, I'm not always in the mood for it. Yeah. But in when I first watched it, I didn't really. I watched the first season, and then I was like, "Yeah." That's how I was when and, I first watched it because I didn't really like that kind of comedy at the time. But season two gets a little more focused and better. Yeah. On the execution, and then I there's just been too many times now where I'm like, "Hey, remember I that love, part?" I and love what's that, his name. It's too funny. Um, oh, and he's got a weird, like his real, it's not his real name, but his stage name. He, the black guy on that show. Uh, fuck, what is his, what does he call himself? The black guy on the show. They kind of talked like did like, like Larry, like, boo, like, what's his name? Fuck. Ed, Ed, something, JB Smooth. I don't think he's in the early seasons. Hold on. If he is, he's not a major character. Leon Black is in the character. I mean, I don't know. J.B. Smooth, but that's what it says on here. So what about him? This guy. I find, he's, a, he, I, he's just someone I find funny that I know was on, on Kirby Enthusiasm. I'm trying to remember. I haven't. He must be in later seasons. I'm only on season three, and there's like ten seasons. Yeah. So. Better Call Saul is planned for fall. He's best, known, oh, okay. he's best known I'm for glad his role. Because it usually Leon starts in like April. HBO You're right. So, they must have delayed it. That could yeah. be a good sign. They may have polished it up yeah. even more. I'm so glad they're not canceling it. Yeah, and, and the viewership is better than than what you, than uh, 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 the one about halt and the, catch fire. Halt and catch fire. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they would cancel. Well, season six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. he's not. He, I haven't seen him in the show yet. But God, there's so many great side characters, and Ryan says a lot of them just stay. Ryan's the one that got me to watch it. You know, Ryan gets me in all these cynical, yeah, darker com. I mean. <laughs> He's the one it's that always sunny. he's the one that introduced me to Always Sunny. Yeah, so he was all about that show. He still is. He loves mm, it. I am. That but is something I'm, not, I'm getting in the mood for a rewatch of. Is it's always sunny. I have trouble with the with the negativity. It, yeah. It's too much negativity to for me to put it. I'm in a bit of a cynical mood. <laughs> That's how I was with Curb. Like I was when I first watched, it, I wasn't in the mood. Sometimes it just takes the right mood to watch these yeah, shows. It like. Does. Always sunny. It takes you got to be in the mood for something that's <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. I can mean. already tell is going to be one I'm going to rewatch because well, like, it is like it is just popcorn TV. Just like the simple, just great. It's like uh, we said with Thirty Rock. All the yelling in the show, you know, weighs it, on you. Yeah, but it's so, chaotic. It's a chaotic show. Yeah. It's it's like a cartoon. So you you got to be Thirty in the mood. Rock. Curb is, has some yelling in it too. Yeah. Now that I think about it, not not 
as well, much as Larry David yells. Larry David, yeah. even if he's not yelling, he's going like he's doing that Jewish guy thing right. where it's always ah, I don't know. Right. Yep. I wish That's, I was. So we were we're we're playing this game called Conan Exiles, and it's me and, and Evan and a couple other friends and um, our friend Kyle found this uh, this thrall named Barry. <laughs> so. Okay, let me yeah, let me a little bit more detail. Conan Exiles, uh, Conan uh, Conan X Files, Conan Exiles <laughs> is like one of those survival uh, crafting games, like Rust or Ark. Arc, if you're yeah. if you're a big PC gamer, if you're not, this is meaningless. But anyway, uh, the whole point of the game is you're just dropped in the middle of this deserty. I'll just this big map, and you build and live and don't die. You gather stuff, uh, and, and and there's a, there is a function in the game where you go out and enslave people. Um, and sometimes they're just like whatever captain, uh, or it's just something a video archer. game folks. One of them though, well, some of them though have names yeah. and this one just happened to be named Barry. And I had it, got it in my head that it's like, that he was just some like some first old of all, pudgy Jewish man. Just like, all, the, the, oh, it's okay. I'll go on the wheel of pain. I don't mind. It's first, fine. <laughs> I'm outside. I'm first outside. Of, who's going to complain? First of all, the, the, the thrall named Barry is a girl. But Evan in his mind just was like this small. Ju- I'm just imagining all these people moaning. Pull, you know, you you put these <laughs> thralls on this big wheel of pain thing you can build, which breaks them in, and then you go put them on their assignment. So I'm just imagining this guy like all in chains, pushing this wheel. Like, ah, who am I to complain? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Barry. And Lindsay is just cracking. I'm cracking up. It was hilarious. This guy Barry is on our wheel of pain. Yeah, no, man, I'm Stygian. (laughs) Everybody around here is naked as a jaybird. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Like, it's a real raunchy game. Like, the character creator has a wiener slider for length and a boob size. And there's full nudity. Yep. If you want it. So it's. (laughs) Age of Conan had nudity. They like, that's from the same company, Funcom? Funcom, yeah. 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 Weren't they the people that made City Heroes? I don't know. They may have been. Maybe. They've done MMO, other MMOs. Uh, man, if there's one fucking MMO I miss, it is City of Heroes. Tell the listeners what an MMO is. <laughs> A massively multiplayer online game. Role it can game. be. Well, an MMO is a massively multiplayer online game. There are MMORPGs. There are MMOFPS, which stands for first-person shooter. There City are MMO... Heroes was Cryptic and Paragon. It wasn't Funcom. But weren't they sold to Funcom? No. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Ana- they oh, all- Funcom-, no. Funcom did Anarchy Online. The That's Secret World. why I remember The Secret World Anarchy Longest Online. Journey. I remember, I remember The Secret World. We played a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of Anarchy Online. There are Norwegian... Game developer. Yeah, City of Heroes, Evan and I got into that game. And Evan got way into that game. I, I didn't get as far into I love City of Heroes. But Jim Justice. You make your own superhero. Protecting the city. What was the city called? Paragon. Paragon. Well, yeah. <laughs> Paragon. M- MMOs are something that started really with MMORPG, RPGs, but they've, like Evan said, now an MMO. You could have an MMO that say it just means big first person shooter. Now they yeah. have what is it? Destiny is that is yep. that a mm-hmm. multi- massive league game? I yeah. haven't played it. I just read about it. But yeah, so you got all kinds of things. And these games, 
really opened up a lot. Usually yeah. mean like a perpetual online world that you get into and Grand Theft other people Auto. in there too. Grand Theft Auto is an MMO. Yeah. The, 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 Grand Theft an Auto action online. MMO. Grand Theft yeah. Auto Online, yeah. I mean, you got, uh, if you go back into the 90s, um, Meridian 59 or whatever, which nobody's heard of, and then Ultima Online, yeah. which some people who've and read anything. And Mud. And then, yeah, after Ultima, EverQuest. Basically, the Ultima Online formula got left at, right there in 1998. Right. After Ultima Online, there was nothing quite like it um, exactly at all. No. Nothing tried to mimic it. Nothing was trying. And it, then EverQuest came out. EverQuest every came single out. MMORPG you've ever heard of is like EverQuest. Yeah, World of Warcraft is an Some EverQuest people, clone. exactly, Evan. That's exactly what I was going to say. Some people attribute all these things as WoW clones, but the truth is, is everything's really an EverQuest clone. Yep. EverQuest was more hardcore than WoW. All WoW did was took EverQuest, made it more accessible, more casual, you and make then a character boom. level from hmm to hmm. Uh, get skill the same skills anyone else in that class can get, and get big, and then you hit a wall, and then they release more content, and then you hit a wall, and they release more content, <laughs> and you hit a wall. Whereas Ultima Online was like you kind of could wander in a circle if you wanted to. And, well, and, and through these you want to. walls that you hit, and, and and then more content, they make the game easier, which I didn't like. You know. Ultima Online, the way they the con what Evan means by that is the content was created by the players. So you had guilds. There was content, but that wasn't the point. Right. Yeah. The point was the story that the players were making. You could build towns. You could do what you wanted. Players could, you know, build towns, do whatever, you dress like I knew a, a guild that dressed up like orcs and they talked in orc. You know, hardcore role players. Yeah. There's people that just played the game to craft. It's sandbox. That's what we call a sandbox. Which don't really exist hardly, except I think a few high. There's some hybrids. Yeah. Well, exactly what we're talking about, like Age of Conan or uh, uh, Conan. Conan Exiles, Rust, Arc, Arc Age was kind of sandbox. Age was, still a lot of Arc Age was Korean lean RPGs. sandbox, but yeah. it still was a grind. It was more like it was like EverQuest and Ultima had a little baby kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Still going. Tons of people play Arc, but it was pay to win in a lot of ways oh yeah very so, much so so you can't <laughs> if you if you more. they ruined the game with that yeah. in my opinion and that's one of the main problems they do with these mmos microtransactions have ruined a lot of games i would love for like a high high-end studio to come out with a new sandbox high budget sandbox that's like ultima yeah. but it's all about money and you get more people playing a theme park style everquest type you do. wow type than you can something where after the initial rush of people get into it it's hard to get in and play but people are getting tired yeah of the same shit over and over i think korea is not <laughs> that's, that's why you're that getting was, that's why that's you're getting it, stuff like arcade and that one you showed us the other day yeah so what, what everyone looks just like ooh, like it's the same look all, they Ble all look it's the called same. bless online they all look the same well what's the the other one that's on there uh that's on steam right now black black desert black, black desert, desert online and, yeah and even even you know and so the only th american looking is fucking Elder Scrolls Online, and it is so. Boring. It's a wow, 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 wow clone. Yeah, it is. A lot of I've heard it's very refined, though. It is. If you want right now to play a traditional theme park style MMO, it's it. It's one best MMO for the last like I don't know how many years. Yeah, uh, we. This was a show about Twin Peaks, you guys. Burr. I like a little bit long. So some podcast talk. I like longer. 
I like we're going to be bi-weekly now. Yep. It'll be easier for our recording. We can talk a lot longer. Cuz I'll just say this, most of the podcasts I listen to are over an hour. We can also talk about other stuff. Oh, Taylor broke his thing. <laughs> oh no. Well, that was fitting for the end of the well, show. It Let's gives us a little time clonkety, to clonkety, Welcome clonkety, to Double Dare. It gives us a little time to to go into other topics as well. Yeah, which, I which like. we need. We don't yeah, it's good. It's good, like this, talking about the podcast on the podcast. We're and there, still doing that. There's still times out to... when we would want to talk more about video games, show, well, even the show we're talking about. Sometimes the one hour mark, yeah. folks, we kind of got actually pushed us to stopping the conversation. Right now, and now, like, now we now we have like, wiggle room. I would like to have possibly it's just just like we're doing with X Files. We're going to do an episode that focuses more on the new seasons. Of, I heard they're not going to probably do anymore. I did too. I saw uh, Twin or X Files. X Files. X Files. Um, and now we're going to talk about the movies a little bit more, and that'll probably be a nice big open episode where we can talk about other stuff. I'd like to do maybe an episode on this new season of Twin Peaks once y'all have both watched it, because of course. there is a lot to unpack. And I would love to unpack it with you. And I would. Because it's weird as I look fuck. forward to that conversation. I do. And I, I also. Wanted, I want. I bet you money one of you. I don't know who. Just the odds. I'm just talking purely odds here. One of you probably isn't going to like it. There's no chance that three people can watch that season of Twin Peaks. <laughs> and, one, and one person go, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. I don't know. It's we'll see. It's fucking bizarre. I, I've watched a lot of Lynch's stuff. It's like I mean everything you could possibly expect from a new season of Twin Peaks. He went, Haha, no, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have this image. Okay, you know how I was saying that there's that scene where it shows a light socket and and Cooper kind of kind of oozes out of it like some sort of ethereal liquid. Well, okay, so he gets up. Uh, he can't talk, or or he seems real confused. Now, you might think, well, when does he become Cooper again? Well, let me tell you, it's going to be a long fucking time. <laughs> What's that Kyle McLaughlin actor who plays it, Cooper? You, you don't understand why you don't have any goddamn lines? Well, you just shut the fuck up and shuffle around like a weirdo for most of the season. That's what you do. I'm David Lynch. <laughs> I love David Lynch. We might have to get you back. Oh, on what's the show. that? A big old fan <laughs> of uh, of James? Well, guess what? He's in one scene, and that's fucking it. For the for the listeners, when Evan's doing this David Lynch voice and talking to the room full of ABC executives, like he's pointing to a like a wall, like kind of. I'm envisioning I've got my like storyboard yeah, back I'm here. I'm envisioning like a chalkboard where he drew out these scenes. I'm, I'm envisioning a storyboard that when you look at it for too long, you get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind starts to slike like you like you look at it, and it's like you just drank an entire beer really fast. If you have trouble sleeping, put this song on repeat. Stare, oh, yeah. stare at the storyboard for Twin Peaks too long. It's like you got an ice cream headache. <laughs> There's also a preview. He also doesn't yell like this in real life, but it's funnier. The, uh, <laughs> if you watch Twin Peaks, it's a lot funnier. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> we are going to also have a show coming up about Star Wars. Star Wars. Because it's all-encompassing. We have the solo movie coming out. We are going. All three of us are going to watch it. For some reason, Star Wars becomes something because Taylor is really hard on Star Wars. 
I get weirdly de- like I slide into this position where I'm like defense. I need to defend. Defense, man. Because like with Solo, you're so like I, like okay. It some reviews are coming together on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like it's the movie's not even out yet. Just the pre-releases for the critics have seen it. So a few critics, you know, like six maybe sixty critics, and it's at a seventy. So Taylor's immediately in our called tech, it. Our, our all the time text. He's it. just like, "Welp, welp, welp." Yes, <laughs> that. I knew they were gonna <laughs> drop that old ball. I knew it was gonna be a, What did I say? And I'm just like, Man. like I've read some reviews, like even the ones that were green splats on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of it was like, not a lot there script wise, but it's well put together and it's beautiful. Like that's like mo- <laughs> that, and that's what they've been doing with Star Wars, yeah. even in the parts like that are lower or that you don't like. Like we were speaking about Last Jedi, the the you can't say. That the casino scene wasn't gorgeous. The costuming in the aliens. <laughs> Why are we going great? back? Why are we going because, back to the casino scene? Because like, that's what we're, that. We're because gonna, my point being, that's what Solo is going to be. It's going to be one long movie-sized length casino scene from no, Last Jedi. I hope not. So it's going to be. It will not. No. I bet you it's going to have a real sleek, pretty <laughs> aesthetic. I'm not the but only that, person that does that feels that going, scene was a little it's weak. It's going to be great to look at, but they brought in Opie to like to just to 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 just take what became a shifty writer director situation and just it will become that pizza. And it get will it out become there. readily apparent that when we do the Star Wars episode, I expect a lot more out of Star Wars than what we're getting. Yeah. That doesn't mean I hate what they're doing. I, I, I like it. But, but the day this 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 Friday, which is today, on when the episode releases, Deadpool 2 comes out. Oh, I can't wait to watch so, Which is also getting very good uh, early criticism. So we're going to have to watch that, that movie. I think it's... There's no... there's there's It's I up mean, there already on Run to Man. Of all, of, the, of all the superhero, like, portrayals we've gotten. And we've gotten a lot of them. And a lot of very good ones. Ones where you, f- like like Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, where it looks like he just walked into the role. There is nobody of character in person, due to, due to the, how much Ryan Reynolds loves Deadpool, you know, like, in real life, has worked for decades to get this fucking movie. And, and like, you can tell he's just... Well, his history of depression ecstatic. and is, is, like, feeds his comedy, like... He loves that fucking role yeah. so much. Like, you go into it now knowing, oh, well, it's going to be good. Like, I have no doubt we're going to walk out of Deadpool 2 going, like, fuck. Yeah. He's, I, I have he's, no doubt. I feel and like it, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like, that's just who Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah, he well, perfectly just fit it like a perfectly fit glove. Yeah. Just, well, it's, it's it, the, the, the fact Cruise. that the character didn't start irreverent. It was, you know, it was one of those Rob Layfield, tiny feet, lots of pouches, katanas for some reason character. It just, he, he was visually cool. And then later on, they started, Deadpool became that, like, where he would, in the comic, would break the fourth wall and look at you and say something to you. And that's what really, I think Brian Posehn wrote it for, like, he did a yeah, run where he, he wrote lot, yeah. some Deadpool. Like, a lot of really cool writers started doing Deadpool and do, skewing it hard into a comedy direction. And, 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 and he got sold a lot to the main comic book. But it's because his crossovers with Captain America and the Avengers and with Spider-Man, his relationship with Spider-Man is something that pains me that we're not going to get in the movies because I think Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds would 
be fucking hilarious. Yeah, that would be How great chemistry there. Tom yeah. Holloman be, but he would get the like serious zingers. He would be the straight man to Ryan because that's the way it is in the comic books. Uh, Deadpool, he he idolizes Captain America and he loves, you know, he's super proud of being an Avenger. But he's always buddies with Spider Man and Spider Man kind of hates him. But it's it's <laughs> it's great. Like the tone that he strikes with Deadpool is so pitch perfect. And the fact that we're going to be on Deadpool 2, which might be the last Deadpool movie, we're also going to get X Force, which is going to be him again, him and right. Josh Brolin. And I like where they're going, like, surprisingly. That with this X Force sort of wing of the uh, X Men movies, they're doing a good job with it. They've got like they've proven with Logan and Deadpool that they can do it. Right. I do not mind the X Men living in their own little pocket longer. Fucking fix the X, but not the yeah, not the mainstream X Men movies. I it's don't, these I'm little done. offshoots. That um, the, due to the fact that the, well, the first class was based in the '60s, and then all of a sudden the next movies, these kids should be 50 by now. But you still got Sansa Stark and the little nobody that's playing Cyclops. I don't like any of the ca- the current main. Like I watched that X Men Apocalypse movie, and I'm just sitting there. La- laughing shaking my justice league was better than fucking the x-men apocalypse the the rate the critics don't they're both shit but like the critics don't agree (laughs) but i watched x-men apocalypse just i'm just like how badly i had it on in the background at my house and it was it looked awful fuck to death the corpse of x-men like fox so maybe in our maybe in our preview what we'll do in addition maybe since deadpool and, and uh solo come out back to back weekends we should uh Wait till we've all seen both of them, and then we'll do a show on it. Yeah, do a Star Wars, mostly Star Wars show with a little pocket X Men at the end. Exit at the end. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying real hard with like Logan. I watched it again. Fucking great movie. Yeah, like such. And they're thinking about doing a new another one called, just called Laura with just a little. I've girl, heard OB that. Jackman. That'd be nuts. Bring it. That's maybe what that they should do with the X Men property is just do and because you know have you looked at the trailer for the New Mutants movie? It's just called the New Mutants. It's yes, a horror movie. Yes, I have. These little vignette, interesting. These little vignette movies they're doing where it's not necessarily this big interconnected thing. Right. Another thing, Legion on Fox is I, supposed I don't know, I haven't to be seen that. crazy good. And it's all about, Le- you know, the character Legion from the comic books, Charles Xavier's son, and Aubrey Plaza's in it. And it's real metaphysical and crazy. I'm all for it. Uh, if they can make Whatever, something man. entertaining with yeah. that shit, I'm all for, I'm all I for just, it. I thought Legion was Marvel, isn't it? It, it's Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it's X Men. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's X Men. Yeah. It's it, it, Legion is, is is Xavier's son. He's the one that started the you know the Age of Apocalypse storyline where Legion goes back to kill Magneto and help his dad, but he accidentally kills Xavier and launches this shard universe where Apocalypse takes over and Magneto. A yeah. lot. It's going to get interesting with Disney looking at acquiring. Fox potentially. Uh, I yeah. imagine this is if they if they incorporate it, they're gonna slowly. Fantastic Four will be the first thing. They'll Im- immediately life raft big Fantastic Four into the main MCU. I think the next phase even could see the if the Fox deal goes through, I could see as soon as phase phase four. I mean, obviously they might want to smoosh the Fantastic Four in. I think they're gonna wait a whole cycle with X Men. I think they're gonna let their existing projects play out. They're gonna have New Mutants come out, Deadpool, do some X Force stuff. Later, they're gonna. They wouldn't, wouldn't want to overwhelm what they got going on. With the they X-Men. could add, they might add Deadpool to an extent yeah. to Maybe. the main mo- movies. It'd be easy. With the, I mean, you meet the minute you introduce the character Cable, 
dimensions, time travel, dimension hopping, all of it's plausible with Cable, because Cable's the biggest, most confusing, mushy-mush. I'm amazed Cable's in a movie. Like, so to wrap up, yeah, real quick. Twin Peaks. I mean, we're, we're following up this, this uh, big Marvel episode. So we're adding a little more. These longer episodes are inevitably going to meander at the end (laughs) to other stuff, which I think is going to make them better shows to listen to. Because it'll be a little bit of everything. But overall, Doggett Club highly recommends Twin Peaks. We've added for your listening pleasure. (laughs) So watch my dumb show. It's real confusing. Well acted, though. <laughs> I'm. Did I mention I'm in my own show? Anyway. I'm David Lynch. I'm David Lynch. <laughs> Gordon Cole. It's me, Coop. All right, then. I'll do this. What is? Goodbye. <laughs> Laura. Laura. That's right. The Palmers are here crying. Laura. They're so sad, everybody. Their daughter died. This was It was Bob. This is my ringtone. Boy, what a goofy show I made. (laughs) All right. All righty, then. Have a nice day, everybody. From your old friend, David Lynch. Hey, you